Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, myself, Michael Babcock, and Marty Sobo go live in ACB Community to answer your technology questions. How do you join in? Couple of ways. Use Alexa, your computer, or the new ACB Link app to listen to ACB Media 5. You can also join in in Clubhouse or visit acb.community to learn how to join us live in Zoom. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, we'll see you there with your tech questions. Hey, all Marty here and back with another Friday Finds with Lynn. So what do we got first, Lynn? Well, we have Streamlabs has a new editing tool um, to help streamers jump into podcasting. And that was an article that we found in The Verge. And apparently some of the um, things that it helps you do, it has filters, right? That you can take out the ums and the ahs and stuff like that. It allows you to do clip management so that you can uh, more easily have cross-platform clips. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other advantages, but it, it, it really, it's sort of a great sort of set of tools to help people who are getting into podcasting. Uh, and it's something that I don't know about the accessibility of yet, but I think that, you know, creators are always looking for things to help them out and, and sort of get them started, you know, but yeah, definitely as Marty and I were talking about earlier, it does bring up the question of these free tools, you know, um, yeah, you always and, have to really like dive in and make sure when you're using a free tool, on one hand, there's some good features about it. Well, mm-hmm. it's free, so that's really good. And you get the experience of learning the basics in a free environment. But I will say that on the other side of things, you want to make sure that you know who's going to own your content at the end of the day. For example, there used to be a company and they were called Anchor. And Anchor was a great free podcasting platform. And what you would do is you would sign up, you would get on there, you could record, edit, and uh, do distribution through that app for your podcast. Now, the issue is, do you or do you not own your content? Well, I have a friend who did just that. He was using Anchor for his podcast. He took a break from his podcast, came back later, couldn't log in. Come to He comes to find out Spotify purchased the company. So he's locked out of his account. He can't get his names or his podcast or anything. So he doesn't own it anymore. Spotify owns it. So he's pretty much SOL. He's going to have to start all over again. So you just want to be cognizant of all of these tools and make sure you do your research and do your due diligence before you dive in. So that's uh, definitely things to think about. Right. Especially if you want to monetize your content, you, I don't know. I think creators, we work so hard to get things right. And there are just a lot of things we need to be aware of, you know, on the legal front. And again, I think, I know I'm guilty of this myself to just click the accept button, you know, without reading terms. Um, and we're not saying that Streamlabs is, we're just saying that in general, 
when you're using any of these tools, you really just need to make sure that you know what you're saying yes to, what you're consenting to. Because some of these legal agreements can be like crazy. You look at them and you think, I don't understand any of this. I'm just going to click the box, you know? But Yeah, sometimes it might as well be in another language that you don't even understand. Right. (laughs) And creators, especially people new to the scene, really don't think about the legal aspects much, right? We're all thinking about microphones and do we have the right microphone and how do we make the music in the background, you know, fit together and all this stuff. So we're we're thinking about the content, but we're not thinking about the other, the legalese, you know, the stuff that can really get you in trouble um, if you're not careful. So but it'll be interesting to see if this this Streamlabs um, the set of tools that they have. I really do hope that they're accessible, and um, I, I'm hoping that somebody will try them and see if they can actually be of help to creators. Next, I wanted to talk about something that's sort of been on my mind a lot lately. As many of you know, I do a crafting podcast. Um, with the American Council of the Blind, um, Blind Crafters. And I do a podcast on Friday where we talk about different things pertaining to crafting and the blind. And one of the things that, that I have talked about on that program before is the need for blind folks to have access to a, a graphical environment or pictures, basically. We tend to really focus a lot on text and to varying degrees, we've had some success with getting people to use alt text, which is like uh, image descriptions, right? But that only goes so far. When you're doing things like investment uh, reports, I'm trying to think, you know, maps, for example, there are a lot of things that just you just need to have access to a more of a three-dimensional visualization of something there are just certain things that text just doesn't do well with and i saw an article a blog post it was posted um it was sort of brought to my attention by david goldfield's site uh his the tech vi list he has great it's a great resource and there was a blog post by Chansey Fleet, and I don't know how many of you know Chansey Fleet, but she is just an amazing person, and she is the head of accessibility um, at the New York Public Library, which, by the way, is an awesome resource. Very forward-thinking library, has done a lot of blindness um, specific or disability specific you know workshops and things of that nature but she brought up the the idea for example she was saying that she and her husband were buying a house during the pandemic and they were looking at floor plans well obviously you can't do floor plans with alt text right you just it's just really hard um it's the, that's just one of the things that you need a graphical concept of so she was talking about how difficult it was. And so her husband, who was an architect, and she sat down and, and sort of figured out ways 
that those floor plans could be more graphical so that she would have a sense of what she was going to say yes to. <laughs> Speaking of what you're going to say yes to. Um, but she she talks about that her feeling that blind and visually impaired folks really need more graphical access. We need access to visual things. And there are some barriers, but she talked about some of the technology out there, the Monarch, which is supposedly like, my understanding, it's like a tablet that can display um, more graphical things. And it's in testing and it's, it's I think, Humanware and APH. American Printing House for the Blind are going to be demonstrating the Monarch. I might have a chance to see it soon, so I'm excited about that. She talks about 3D printing and how with 3D printing, you can make more of a three-dimensional uh, representation of things with uh, like layers of plastic, or I don't know how it works, but Basically, she was talking about, of course, for kids, for blind kids. And I have always said in my craft group that it's so important. I was born blind. So I don't have a good concept of what most things look like. You know, if you were to say, um, you know, what what does an elephant look like? Or what does a what does a certain type of bird or whatever look like? I would really have no idea. I mean, because I've never, if I haven't touched it, I just don't know. And this is what she's saying is that technology is being developed now with the Monarch and with uh, 3D printing and some other, some of the other graphics um, tools out there. But she says one of the barriers is, of course, cost. One of them is that the uh, software to operate um, the, the 3D printers is often not accessible. I just think that we have, we have a thing in our craft class um, or our craft organization where we talk about the, uh, there's a thing called the Cricut. It's C-R-I-K-U-T, Cricut. And it is like a 3D um, thing for crafters. And we have we are just trying so hard to get the software that runs that machine to work for us. And we've had some difficulties in that regard. But again, just have more of a graphical representation of the world around us, I think is really an important thing. It's important for kids, for blind kids, and it's important for adults in situations where for example, investment material, right? When you're looking at your the investment reports that come out, you have all these graphs. And the reality is that most of us don't have access to those graphs. It's just really important that we think about it and that we demand, as, as Chansey says, that we demand that access, that we start to say, hey, I, I want a map that I can read. You know, I want, um, not just, you know, the text, textual uh, representation of things, but I really need that three dimensionality. And um, so 
I think this is something to watch. I think there are a lot of things happening right now in this space. And it would be awesome to just be able to go to the the New York Public Library. And they have a lab there that does um, graphics for the blind. And you can contact the the New York Public Library and contact Chansey Fleet if you're interested in this, because, um, yeah. And I would There's definitely suggest, you know, if you're going to have something, for example, like you're talking about the cr- the cricket, mm-hmm. uh, reach out to the company and let them yeah, know the issues that. that you're having and, you know, say, hey, yeah. is there any way to make this accessible for people who are blind or visually impaired? So Right, right. Maybe they'll work with right. you to try and figure out how to get it there. Yeah, because I think that I think people find it interesting that a blind person would want access to a picture. Or yeah. something graphical, you know, people say, well, you know, we'll, <laughs> we'll do like, you know, alt text or whatever, but obviously certain things for certain things, alt text just doesn't work. You know, pictures worth a thousand words, they say. Yep. Well, I know that our audience is very charitable people, right? Yeah. Definitely. And it seems as though somebody is going to lose their place soon. And maybe we all can get together and help them out, right? I'm talking, of course, about our friends at Twitter. Um, Elon has neglected, forgotten to pay his rent. (laughs) And the bird is going to get the boot. In, a, in about a month, they've got to be out. It's ridiculous. And apparently, um, Musk has a, a history of sort of not paying people. He has numerous lawsuits right now. And from everybody from his cleaners to his landlord, uh, I don't know why he's not paying the bills. Maybe he just needs, he laid off the person that is in charge of that I don't, I don't know but um yeah it's it's interesting because he also now has huge copyright lawsuits from different from music industry um companies and people's record labels and whatnot because apparently there's just a lot of copyright violation going on on twitter i don't know i haven't been on twitter in so long and i don't know how or why well we're not going to we're not going to get political on the show but anyway you you should be moving to mastodon if you haven't moved to mastodon yet come on now let's go <laughs> let's make it happen that's yeah. going to be your your goal for the weekend just get on mastodon um I agree. because it it's a dumpster fire at, at twitter and i mean i just don't understand like how someone wealthy people why don't they pay their bills especially their landlord bills. Um, yeah. So we, we might you know. have to, we might have to come up with a, a GoFundMe page for Elon and his crew because they're going to be out on the street. And I know it's going to be so sad. It's going to be awful. Yes. So. <laughs> on that note, thanks so much, Lynn. And yeah. thanks guys. I, I I'm, I'm, we're going to have more exciting news soon. I think right now, everybody is just, taking deep breaths, right? We've had all of these different things, the um, 
you know, the Google thing, the Apple thing, Microsoft, all these people. And now everybody's like, like they're just tired. <laughs> and they're so like, we need a breather. Let's yeah, get a breather. Yeah. And I think vacations are going to start. So I don't know. It's the, this week seems to be a little bit of a slow news cycle, but there's always next week. So we'll is. keep everybody informed yes. and see what happens next yes. week. Yes. And on that note, thanks everyone. We appreciate thanks, it. Yep. If you have any questions, comments, you can always reach us at feedback at unmute.show and uh, we'll see you next time. And make sure to read the fine print, okay? That's our public service message for today. Always read the fine print. (laughs) If you can see it or if you have access to it. 